Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. And while you're there, please check out all the great articles and podcasts, which are updated daily. So you can make America Out Loud your one-stop shop for all your news needs. And uh, while you're there, please share those on social media. It helps us out a great deal. We face the same social media censorship that so many of our listeners do. Uh, So as you guys know, when you share, it does help us out. Even if you are a shadow band, uh, anybody sees it, they might share as well and just keeps passing along like that so uh we love the share system here at america out loud and we always appreciate that we're gonna get to a lot of news tonight i know rob wants to talk about what's happening down in memphis tennessee Uh, texas is apparently going to be sending more illegals to pennsylvania speaking of pennsylvania our guest heather robinson recently met with dr oz we'll be discussing that as well in his big senate race so i'm excited for the show tonight we're going to try and get through a lot Uh, but before that how are you doing tonight rob andrew i'm doing great i hope all of our listeners had a fantastic weekend I'm sure some of you were uh, watching the Royals and uh, Queen, the passing of Queen Elizabeth, the end of the age, Elizabethan age. We're now in the Carolinian age, I'm hearing. Uh, Prince Charles and Charles stands for a Carolinian. So we wish him well. It's unfortunate as to what happened, uh, but she lived a to be 96 years old. Can you imagine? Like 96 years old. Wow. I think her mom lived to be... 101. My grandma actually, who died was in 2015, she lived to be 96. Hmm. So uh, that's impressive. I, I hope I live that long. I don't know what I would do, but I, you know, I want to live long enough and, and, be, and some more years to see this country get back on the right track and stay on the right track. Because I'm afraid that we have just wandered completely off the path that we should be on. And I would say for whatever reason, but I know the reasons why. Sins of the past, people feel that we have to make up for and not totally understanding what they're saying and what it means to make up for sins of the past. I mean, with the passing of Queen Elizabeth, I saw some people online saying, hooray, hooray, she's dead. The colonizer, she's dead, she's dead. Hip, hip, hooray. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, what happened in the past? She had nothing to do with it. What if someone were to say when Barack Obama died, hooray, he's dead. He was nothing but a race baiter. Oh, we're glad. What if that were to happen? People don't think along those terms, along those lines, rather. They just speak. They say whatever, not realizing that words have consequences. So I'm glad that our listeners could tune in tonight because tonight's show is going to be, it's going to be rather heavy, not that all the other shows aren't so, but everything that I just mentioned, I'm going to try to encapsulate or bring it full circle to the discussion tonight. And that being, folks, November is right up on us month away, October, November, two months away. You need to get out there and vote. 
because your life depends upon it. You need to vote. And when you vote, vote red. Vote for Republicans. Vote for conservatives. Because what the Democrats have to offer is leading us down a path of destruction, a path of denial, identity politics. And we don't need that in our country. You look at everything that we've gone through, two world wars, the civil rights movement. I mean, that galvanized a lot of people. And we're still in the throes of it, so to speak, but we've, we've, we've made a lot of progress. But for some reason, we're slipping backwards. And who's taking us that direction? Let's just be honest, it's the Democrats. You look at our college campuses, them pushing segregation. We don't want white people here, we only want black people. And to think that our universities are okay with it. I think the other day, Andrew brought up a situation at Duke University, whereby some player, a black girl, claimed that they were chanting racist words. Now, Duke didn't bother to investigate. They immediately said, oh, it happened. And how could they do this to her? So they started canceling games that this team was going to play. I think it's volleyball games. BYU. That B- was BYU. The school that got accused of uh, BYU yelling was accused. racism. Right. So they canceled the games and didn't give BYU the benefit of a doubt, Brigham Young University. Oh, no, forget it. Forget it. They're, they're racist because it's a Christian university. They're racist. And apparently the girl who made the allegation, her mom is running for political office. Her mom is a judge who is known to make such false accusations. Folks, I'm sorry. I don't care if you're black or you're white. When you're wrong, you're wrong. And this woman is wrong. And she needs to be called out and say, you were wrong. Look at what you're doing. Look at the damage that you're inflicting upon our society. But she doesn't care. And you know why she doesn't care? Because the Democrats has given her a card to play, the race card. And they're saying, hey, baby, play it like it ain't no tomorrow. And believe you me, she's playing it as well as a lot of other people. And it's wrong. Look at the crime that has exploded in our country. But yet Joe Biden is going to come out and say, Republicans, they love crime. Look at Jan 6. Look at the white supremacists and those MAGA people, they're extremists. Really, Joe? Okay, let's just take a step back. Last week, what did we see happen in Memphis, Tennessee? A young teacher was brutally killed, raped, beaten up, her body tossed to the side like it was garbage. By whom? A black man who should have been in prison, supposed to have served 24 years, but they let him out after 20 years, and he was in prison for kidnapping a prosecutor. Oh, he's in prison too long. Oh, let's let him out. Mm. So they let him out, and what does he do? Commits another crime. I hope that family is allowed to sue the, the uh, city of Memphis And then about two days later, a black teen, yes, he was black. We saw his picture. The the media won't talk about it. The media is covering it up. You know why? Because he's not the white boogeyman that they want to talk about. If he were white, Don Lemon, Anderson Cooper, Joy Reid, and all the other cohorts, Tiffany Cross would be talking about the boogeyman who's white. But these happen to be black men. So a black teen in Memphis going out, streaming it live on Facebook, 
Facebook of all social media platforms that was warned by the FBI that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russia disinformation. Don't you dare put it out there. So they're going to shut it down somewhat and only let a few people see it. But this shooting that this teenage black kid was doing, oh, if you were on Facebook, you probably saw it. They didn't worry about taking that down. This teen killed, I think, four individuals, four, um, four Americans that would be here today had this teen been in jail. Did Joe Biden talk about that? Did Kamala Harris talk about it? Did any of our black uh, people who want to go out and say, oh, there's racism, talk about it? Tiffany Cross, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, Don Lemon, Joy Reid. Did any of the women on The View talk about it? No, they didn't talk about it. They just moved right on over it. When the Supreme Court just, justices were under attack, did they talk about that? Someone tried to kill Brett Kavanaugh. Did they talk about that? protest in their neighborhoods? Did they talk about that? And, and by the way, it's against the law to do it. And I've cited the, uh, the section of the law so many times. But uh, what's his name was too busy. Merrick Garland, he was too busy to investigate that. Christopher Ray, he's too busy. They're busy trying to raid Donald Trump's private residence because they're saying that, oh, he had classified information. Oh, really? Did he really? So why is it that the media is now leaking that same classified information to the public? Aren't you concerned about that? Are you going to go and raid their homes? Oh, no, we can't talk about that. We're busy looking at white supremacists. We're busy looking at the rioters of Jan 6. You know, and the list goes on and on and on of the criminal elements in our society by the left, by Democrats, because I'm sure if you were to look at any of the registration of any of those individuals that I mentioned, you would see a big D. And some would say, oh, well, they're not, they, they can't vote because they committed a crime. I bet they affiliate with the Democrat Party or Liberal Party. But yet and still, it's the right. They're the bad guys. They're promoting crime. They're promoting violence. And you know what else, Andrew and Heather? Why aren't Republicans pushing back and talking about it? Why aren't they making that the story? Why isn't Fox News, Newsmax, One American News, why aren't they making that the centerpiece of their talking points? Why don't they call Bill Barr in to talk about that, to dissect that? Why won't they? That's news, that's just, that news is important, bread bear. Why won't you talk about it? Why would you talk about them saying that the, the right they're promoting violence. No, they'll mention it in passing and then they'll move on to something else. Why can't they? Why do you think they're not talking about it? Because therein lies the problem. If they were to talk about it, I would like to think that every Republican who's running for office would be at the top of the list and not, well, he's a few points ahead. There should be no few points ahead. It should be a huge margin if people were out talking about it talking about it nonstop, giving them a diet that it looks bleak out there. And it could be you next that who's dead. It could be you next, your loved one who's killed. Your wife, your daughter who's raped violently. Your baby who you're pushing in a stroller who could be shot in the head. Cut up, knife, pushed in front of a subway. By these people that they're saying, oh, they're mentally ill. I don't care if they're mentally ill. I want them off the streets. I pay taxes. Why aren't they talking about it? Quiet as it's kept. We want to make nice. You can't make nice. We're in the middle of a war, and it is time to put on your war gear and start speaking up. What do you say, Heather? Thank you for coming on tonight. 
Thank you, Rob. And I think it's a great point. We hear all about the fear of violence from the white supremacists. And I'm not saying there are no people like that. Look, here in Pittsburgh, we had the Tree of Life shooter uh, a few years ago. There are some crazy, crazy, violent, you know, white supremacists. But, you know, we also had six months of violence at the height of a pandemic. You know, we were told to look the other way. As you said, Rob, how many dozens of people were killed, including children in the Antifa fueled and, and BLM egged on, you know, often, you know, riots that often descended into violence, how many federal buildings attacked, how many police officers violently attacked every week, as you say, you know, and, you know, yet we're supposed to only fear violence from one side. And it's just patently absurd. I mean, political violence or any violence is unacceptable from anyone. And it doesn't matter what color the person, it doesn't matter what sex or gender I'm supposed to say. I mean, I can't believe that these fundamental obvious truths are being avoided. Listen, I lost friends because I dared to write a Facebook post saying, during the height of the, the, the protests, saying, look, I feel terrible about what happened to George Floyd and I see police brutality and it's an eye opener and it needs to be addressed, but we shouldn't be sanctioning or egging on violence against other people now who had nothing to do with the murder of George Floyd. I mean, let's open our eyes, people. And, you know, what, how is this justice? Because I wrote that there are people who won't speak to me. So I don't know the answer. I, I mean, I, I, all I can say is that it's an Orwellian reality where we're supposed to only condemn violence from one side. And, you know, we're supposed to twist ourselves into a pretzel to say that two plus two equals five. And um, that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it, you know, it's just, it's just an offense to reality and to any kind of basic sense of fairness and goodness. And I'm with you and thank God for you. And thank God there are people speaking up and it's, uh, yeah. And as far as the, what you mentioned about the mentally ill, that is a, a terrible problem in New York and other cities. We've had an increase in subway push crimes and I'm, I'm actually writing a piece for the New York post right now about this very thing. And my understanding is that there are good laws on the books, such as Kendra's law that was enacted in the wake of Kendra Webdale's murder about 25 years ago. Her family worked very hard to lobby for this law. And what it does is it gives courts the ability to mandate assisted outpatient treatment for the mentally ill. So all it does is it allows for judges to be able to say, okay, you know, mentally ill person, you have to take meds, you know, in accordance with what a psychiatrist who's thoroughly examined you and is familiar with your history has determined is appropriate. Even that has been pushed back on. And it wasn't even that severe a law, but apparently it did decrease, um, it's correlated with a decrease in violence on the part of the, the mentally ill, but it's not being utilized. Um, is, is my understanding. And in the end, and NLCLU, the New York chapter of the ACLU, and, are, you know, these different hard left uh, extreme organizations are screaming about everybody's civil liberties, 
that people can't be made to take medication against their will. Of course, none of that applied when it came to mandating vaccines for perfectly sane people who didn't want to take it. So, you know, we just have um, the cities in free fall because of terrible policy. And, um, you know, I think you're right. I think we got to vote some common sense conservatives in there in November. Yeah, absolutely, Heather. The city is in free fall. We see that all around the country. It is going to be imperative that we all get out and vote uh, this November. Um, we see this criminal justice reform um, coming all over the country, and we're going to continue to talk about this and why it is so important to vote Republican in our second half. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio. It's America Out Loud channel. We're available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more America Out Loud After Dark with Robin Andrew. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew and guest Heather Robinson, and we're going to pick up where we left off in our first uh, half, where we were talking about criminal justice reform, which has just been signed into law here in the state of Illinois. Throughout the entire state, we're actually the first state to have uh, criminal justice reform signed into law, and uh, this is a really radical thing from Governor J.B. Pritzker, and uh, it's really scary because I've uh, talked to Rob about this before. 
about how when you're out in public there in New York City, it's got to be scary where people can just literally walk up to you and rob you and they won't even be arrested a lot of times. And uh, that's what's coming here in Illinois. And just another reason why it's so important to get out and vote. If you want your communities to be safe, do not vote for these radical Democrats uh, like we've got here in Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, like they've got New York City. Um, Eric Adams made a lot of promises. And as far as I'm concerned, he's yet to live up to many of them because things have not improved like you'd like to see. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on uh, the criminal justice reform in uh, New York City and how has it been working out? Well, well, it hasn't worked out. And the reform is that there's like no bail. You can kill someone basically and they let you out. Exactly. I mean, look, at, look at what happened to Steve Bannon. Uh, D.A. Bragg has spent all his time going after, trying to make a case to go after Steve Bannon. I mean, if Steve Bannon committed uh, war tampering or fraud or whatever, of course, throw the book at him. Okay, but you see people on the streets of New York being shot dead, kids being shot, old women being beaten up, pumpled, and their purses taken, women raped. Okay, but you want to go after Steve Bannon and you're going to let these folks just run away? The criminals rule the day. They rule the night. And I see people on social media complaining about it. Oh, my God, this is so bad. What has happened to my city? But yet and still, when it's time to vote, they will go in and they will pull that lever for a Democrat. Hmm. Oh, well, we need Democrats. It's like, but why? You know, and I fought people like, what's his name? Bloomberg. I fought people like him. He was the mayor at one point of New York City. When he came out and demonized Trump, saying that Trump is a con artist and Trump is this, it's like, Mike, stop. Okay, you're jealous because you're unable to run for the presidency. You know this man cares about the country. You know that he is not going to let all this crime explode. So he should come out. He being Michael Bloomberg should come out and say, folks, okay, I know what I said, but if you really want to protect the city, you need you got to get rid of these Democrats. Eric, what whatever his name is, what is the name of our mayor? Uh, Eric, gosh, Eric um, Adams. See, he's so insignificant. I can't even remember his name. Eric Adams is no good. Okay. I, I hate to say it, but he was a diversity hire. They only hired him because he's black and they want a black mayor because they're saying, oh, there are a lot of black people in New York. But what has he done? Absolutely nothing. What has the black mayor in DC done? Absolutely nothing. We you just hear about wake this up. mayor in a New Orleans. Sorry to cut you off, oh, Rob, but she's done she nothing. She just spent $30,000 on European vacations. And when she was uh, caught, basically, her response was, well, I'm a black woman and I, it I have to travel first class to be safe. She says it's unsafe for black women to not travel first class. That was her excuse uh, when she was caught taking taxpayer dollars to go on European vacations. Oh, well, she, she sounds like the, uh, the mayor of, uh, of Chicago who says that she has to go out and get her hair fixed style because she represents the city of Chicago. I'm like, really? I mean, this makes no sense. And, and the same mayor that, you re that you're referring to in New Orleans, let me get her name. The same mayor went in and Lat Latoya Cantrell, she went in and gave a uh, let's see, there was a 13-year-old who was going to be sentenced for carjacking. And would you believe she went in and gave a 
victim impact statement or some positive statement so that they, he would get a lesser sentencing? Can you believe that? No, so, so what have these diversity mayors actually done for our cities? I, I mean, I'm going to call it out. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. What have they done? You look all around you and our large cities. Look at what happened in Atlanta, Keisha Bottoms. And where is she now? Oh, she's sitting up in the White House helping President Biden, President Biden, how dare I say president, helping President Biden. Helping, helping him do what? Continue the destruction of the country? So when they say, oh my God, you guys, the, 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 Demo the Republicans, they're horrible. They're nothing but white supremacists. And as Heather said, yes, there are white supremacists. But the number of white supremacists compared to the number of criminal activity that we have seen explode since Joe Biden has taken office is unbelievable. And if you people want to keep on voting for these individuals because you're saying, oh, if I don't vote, white supremacists, okay, then you deserve to be killed. Your loved ones deserve to be killed. I mean, think about it, because that's basically what you're doing. You're going to believe this knucklehead, Joe Biden, when he says, oh, they're, they're, they're the Republicans, they just love violence. And Jan 6, that's all you got is Jan 6? Okay, let's say Jan 6. But on a daily basis, people are being shot dead in the streets, no matter where you go. And then the criminals are let out. People are being raped, brutalized. And we're supposed to pretend as if though this didn't exist or it doesn't exist? Because, oh, it's the, the Republicans, they wanted to defund the police. And then Republicans, they're not doing anything. They're just sitting there like, well, just wait until we get take over. Wait until, come on. We can't wait. People are dying in the streets. This is ridiculous. And then, Heather, to your point, uh, Andrew had mentioned that you attended a, an event where Dr. Oz, who's, Emmett Oz, who's running for office, and then the folks there in Pennsylvania, they're looking at Fetterman. Mm -hmm. He won't come out. He won't debate. Well, the latest, I think, Rob, is he did do, agree to debate. <coughs> Excuse me. I think next month he has finally agreed to that. Yeah, the controversy was that he has had a stroke recently. And he, he said that the reason he didn't want to debate is that he wasn't up to it because his health isn't good, which prompted the question, well, should he then be seeking office at all if his health is that poor? And, um, and Oz was calling him out on it and saying, you know, that he shouldn't be avoiding the debate. And then Oz critics were calling Oz heartless and saying he's a doctor and he shouldn't be picking on the guy's health. And so the final, you know, end result is that they are supposed to debate next month. And I think, um, you know, I mean, I, I can't speak to Fetterman's health and hope he gets better and all that. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's afraid to debate Oz because I'm sure, you know, I, I don't know what kind of debater Oz is, but I know he went to Penn Medical School and I'm sure is a very sharp guy. You know, I didn't really watch his show but I'm sure he's quick and a good debater, you know, so I think, but there's a pattern. A lot of the Democrats are avoiding debates. Um, my understanding is Kathy Hochul, Hochul doesn't want to debate Lee Zeldin in, in New York for the governor's race. And I just read about another one. I think it's Mastriano here uh, running for governor of Pennsylvania and Adam, um, uh, what is his name? Is it Adam? Uh, he's a, he's a former, um, 
the former state attorney general, who's uh, the Democrat, the one who declared on social media that when all the votes are counted, Trump will not win here, um, which was very, I felt, inappropriate and biased. But anyway, that guy, Adam, uh, I think is it Shapiro? He doesn't want to debate Mastriano, the um, the the uh, Republican candidate. So you know, in these various races that I'm familiar with, Democrats are they're scared to debate Josh Shapiro, not Adam. Sorry, Josh Shapiro doesn't want to debate Doug Mastriano. Um, Fetterman doesn't want to debate Oz, and Hochul doesn't want to debate debate Lee Zeld. So, you know, as I wrote the other day on Facebook, Democrats, look, you can be Democrats, but at the very least, don't let these people, you know, just easily coast to victory when they won't even debate. Your cities are inarguably more crime ridden than ever. Inflation has gone crazy. I mean, even if you're not a Republican, you know, just as a matter of self-regard, how can you pull the lever for someone who's performed so poorly and won't even attempt to earn your vote by, by showing up? I mean, it's, it's a joke. And I wouldn't go so far as to say anybody deserves to be a victim of crime, but I do think it's astounding the way intelligent people refuse to see any connection between the people they vote for reflexively decade after decade and the boneheaded foolish policies these people are promulgating and the clear result which is an explosion in crime terrible economic crisis ridiculous prior terribly displaced priorities sending hundreds of billions of dollars to overseas wars and flooding the country with illegal aliens and not taking care of our citizens or our cities, even with basic law enforcement, it's a disgrace. And, you know, I do think you're right that a lot of so-called smart people refuse to put on their common sense thinking caps and get themselves to the polls. It's, it's absurd. Well, the other thing you mentioned uh, as far as debate, Kathy Hochul not wanting to debate, Fetterman not wanting to debate, That's because what they... What, what, what they want to do is they want to wait to the last minute, and it goes back to the mail-in ballots. Oh. And if you remember, Bill Barr had a run-in with Wolf Blitzer about mail-in ballots. Now, he'll deny it now, but we have the tape. Mm -hmm. And he said that it is a recipe, a, a recipe for disaster, because mm -hmm. what they're hoping to happen is that a lot of uninformed individuals will go in and vote. And then once you have the debate, Kathy or Fetterman will be so lousy and, and mess up the debate, but it's too late now because the votes are already in, oh. which is what happened in 2020. You had mm. people to mail in their ballots. And then as the election came closer, things started to unravel about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the laptops. People were like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, I didn't want to vote that way, but it's too late now because they've locked that vote in. So that's what they're hoping for. And Oz even said it, I want to have the debate before they mail the ballots out so that people can see who they're voting for. And if I were people, what people should do is don't even mail your ballots in. Just wait. What is Ferdinand hiding? What is Kathy Hochul hiding? What are they hiding? I don't think they're That's hiding. the reason why. That's they the reason why they want the they, they don't want to debate and they want to wait. Like he's saying, and I read also that he said, well, I'm going to debate, but I'll wait until next month. 
because next month they would have already sent out the ballots and said, you've got to have it in by this date. I didn't even, you know, connect it. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Isn't that pathetic? Well, not only is it pathetic, but it's, and to me, it's also cheating, but they're being smart about it. And where are Republicans and calling this out? Just call it out and say, hey, the reason why they don't want to debate is because look at Herschel Walker mm-hmm. and the guy that he's running against. He's like kind of tip it now, like, oh, and initially he's like, oh, let's debate, let's debate. Now he's like, oh, I don't know if I want to debate. Why not? I don't know if I want to debate because he's falling behind in the polls. No, I don't know if Herschel Walker is a good debater. I don't know if that's a good move on his end, but they all now want to wait until the ballots have been mailed out and turned in and okay, we'll debate you now. So can I ask Rob, so you're saying Herschel Walker doesn't want to debate or he wants to debate. Oh, he does. Uh He wants to debate. Warnock is on the fence. He's like, well, I will. Well, maybe later. Well, we'll let you know when. Well, you know what? Because I think it's not even just a case of who's a good debater, partly that, but it's also what do they have to what do they have to run on? I mean, what are they going to do to make their case? Say the cities are safe and you know the economy is good. No, say that they you know what I mean. The, the state of things is poor. So what are they going to do? Stand there and talk about January sixth and Trump, which yep. is an unending appetite for. But maybe some of these Democrats, even then, they are just realizing Trump's been gone for two years. He's out of it. He's, you know, not in the government. It's on its face absolutely absurd to have that be the centerpiece of your debate strategy. And they have very little positive accomplishments to point to. So it's not even just about skill. It's just they don't really, you know, it's like Trump hate and hate is all they've got. and. I think they know that the more actual appearances they make and the more they have to discuss issues and policy and the results of their terrible policies, the, you know, the more likely they are to lose and they should lose. Well, and that's the reason why Republicans should be out front. They've got to stop this fear of Trump. Trump isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So they have got to figure out how to deal with with this, stop running away from it. Because if Democrats think that you're running away from it, they're going to keep using it. Why is it that Joe keeps going out on every campaign trail and mentioning all oh, these extra MAGA, MAGA Republicans and Donald Trump and Jan 6? Why won't you guys talk about the destruction of the city? Talk about, as I did during the opening, about the criminal element. Talk about it nonstop, going over and over and over again, pointing to the facts. Show them the videos. No, people will come out and say, oh, that's racist. And it's just, no, it's not. These are facts. You've got to show folks this is what we're up against because your life is dependent upon it. Your life. You're choosing life or death. Plain and simple. There are so many people that are out there who've been killed. And I'm sure they went and they voted Democrat. And then their loved ones are probably thinking, oh, my God, how did this happen? I'm going to tell you how it happened. Because you voted for the wrong person. You saw this. And the Democrats weren't hiding it. They told us what they were about. They wanted to defund the police. They wanted to change the whole criminal law system. Look at what's happening in Illinois right now. I mean, Andrew, what are, the, what, what are people saying? Are they, are, are they okay with this? 
people can't even believe it. I mean, um, when you say stuff like this, there's so many conspiracy theories out there. People um, are hesitant to believe it. But what I've been doing is I just take out my phone and type it into Google and show them um, an NBC article that explains exactly what's going on, that people are not going to be uh, held in jail for robbery and um, things like that. And it's just shocking and jarring for people. And uh, J.B. Pritzker has an election coming up against Darren Bailey, who is uh, Trump approved and endorsed. So um, I hope it's a wake up call for the state of Illinois and uh, they get him out of office. I mean, he was one of the worst governors as far as uh, covid lockdowns went as well. Um, He kept us locked in for um, what felt like ever while his family was down in Florida on vacation. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Rob and I did, and we're so happy we tried Healthy Cell. If you're having trouble sleeping at night, taking z melatonin, whatever the case may be, go to HealthyCell.com and check out the REM Sleep product. Not only that product, but a variety of other products for whatever you're looking for. And you can save 20% off with the code OUTLOUD. These are healthy products developed by doctors. You can read all the great reviews and the research that has went into Healthy Cell over at HealthyCell.com. And the best part is you can save 20% off with the code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. People often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best, freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America out loud. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years. Brush, floss, repeat. We're told to use fluoride, which doesn't really address the acid-creating bacteria. That is where the dentist-recommended Spry Dental Defense System shines. Spry products contain xylitol, a natural sugar, which helps get rid of those nasty, smelly, acid-creating bacteria in our mouth. The best way to care for your teeth and gums is by using Spry. The Spry Dental Defense System has a wide variety of products toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and chewing gums that are designed to work together to keep your teeth clean and mouth healthy and smelling sweet all day long. To get your oral care back on track in an easy, effective, and very tasty way, switch to Spry today. Ask your dentist about Xylitol and the Spry products. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural product retailers. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. And folks, we're back after another lively opening, first and second half. And I don't know if you could tell or not, but but we are very passionate about this. 
And some of you might think that I'm scaring you. Well, don't think it, I am. Because these are dire times. And what I see that what's happening, it shouldn't be happening. When I came to New York City, it was on the verge of turning around. And then Giuliani just like flipped the script and man, he did the impossible. And mm -hmm. I know now the media mm -hmm. on the left, they're trying to destroy him simply because he is a friend of Donald Trump. And just in case you didn't know it, anyone who's a friend of Trump, they want to destroy. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're doing to Giuliani. But he turned this city around after the first black mayor, David Dinkins, God rest his soul. He was a nice gentleman, but he could not do it. Niceness gets you nowhere when it comes to crime and being tough on crime. So yes, he was a nice man, but he could not turn this city around. Giuliani did it and he was successful. Bloomberg came in and he continued the policies of Giuliani. Mm -hmm. And he left and they decided to go with a socialist communist, Bill de Blasio. Why in the name of heaven's sake, I don't know. But look at what he has done to this once great city. He has destroyed it. Why is he on TV even functioning as a commentator? Any news outlet that has this man on TV, you have to question their credibility because he failed. Why would they have him on to talk about policy? And then Harvard was going to give him a speakership so that he could go in and talk about public policy there. But some of the students rejected it and said, wait a minute. What is he going to talk to us about? I mean, I'm glad they woke up to that. But think about it. You have these news outlets bringing on as commentators people who have failed bigly in some of the things that they have said recently. But yet and still, they'll bring them on for a steady diet and people will believe them. Because you know what? Once you get it out there in the public sphere, people will believe what you're saying. Regardless of all the corrections that come out, look at Russia collusion. People still think there was Russia collusion, despite the fact that they have come out and said there was no Russia collusion. Still, people will believe it. What is happening? Because if you control the media, if you control the press, and they know this, you control the thoughts and the minds of a lot of people who aren't informed. And that's the reason why you have in these cases that a lot of these candidates don't want to debate. They don't want to debate anyone on the right. They want to wait to the last possible second because they're afraid. Why? Now, as Heather mentioned to us, Fetterman is saying now, okay, I'll, de I'll debate Oz. You know, I'm sick, but I'll debate him. I'm going to, you know, get better. I'll debate him, but next month. When next month? He won't give a date. He just okay. says next month. So Heather, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, sure. I actually had the opportunity to meet uh, Mehmet Oz last week um, at an event in Western Pennsylvania. And I, yeah, I mean, he I, I, I know a little bit about his platform. He he is a doctor. He uh, is a was a top surgeon, a heart surgeon. He went to um, University of Pittsburgh Medical, um, excuse me, University of Pennsylvania Medical School in Philadelphia. So, you know, he went to a top med school. I'm sure he's very sharp and quick, you know, and I'm sure that's one of the reasons he'd like to debate. Um, you know, a lot of his platform is just very conservative. You know, he um, 
disagrees with a lot of the lockdowns that were imposed on the state, on small business, on schools. He thinks that it was not um, warranted. And, you know, he stands by that as a doctor. So, and he, he talks about the uh, suppression of dissenting views, medical opinions that were not, um, you know, the, the opinions being championed that particular day, you know, doctors were being doxxed online, they were being, you know, forbidden from prescribing medications that were legal, just because that wasn't thought to be the thing to prescribe for COVID. And it turned out like with the case of hydroxychloroquine and some other medications that they were helpful to some people. And so, you know, he's made this part of his um, platform that he wants to be, you know, return more uh, autonomy to the people, not have the government overreaching into medicine. And um, yeah, it's just very solidly anti-crime. You know, he talks a lot, talked a little bit about how he used to be able to walk to school at the University of Pennsylvania and, you know, what's happened to Philadelphia, um, that you take your life in your hands to walk down the street, you know? So um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I was impressed and I'm not a big fan, uh, you know, of Fetterman, although, you know, I know he's an interesting character. He was mayor of Braddock, which is a small city around here. And it's, you know, it's kind of an interesting race. Uh, personal opinions aside, it's gotten pretty mutually nasty. There's a lot of, you know, ads on TV here in PA where I am now, um, you know, Fetterman attacking Oz as being a carpetbagger and not a true Pennsylvanian and uh, elitist, whatever, and, and Oz attacking Fetterman as like a fake working man, saying that Fetterman is, you know, a hard leftist, which he is, if you look at his voting record, but he's trying to, you know, he's a big, burly, very tall guy, and he talks the sort of working class talk. And so Oz is saying that, you know, that that's a fake. It's like a decoy to get himself in office when really he's one of the most hard left socialistic people who's ever run uh, for Senate. And so, yeah, so, you know, most of the from what I hear, it, it depends on who you read. Of course, the mainstream media is saying that, you know, Fetterman is favored. And, you know, I did read something the other day saying that Oz might be closing the gap. You know, I mean, it might be a close race. And so, but you know, me, me you, yeah, is in the lead, though. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So Fetterman, he's the attorney general right now, right? Or what is this? No, no, no. I think that that you're thinking of uh, Josh Shapiro. Uh -huh. um, Fetterman was the mayor of Braddock. Okay. Um, I don't know that he's doing anything other than campaigning now. So, um, right. So, I mean, now that we know, well, I guess we know, I don't know if all the people there know that this guy, you know, seems to have been born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Mm -hmm. And a lot of his uh, ideas and policies are way out there. Why is it that he's resonating with Pennsylvanians? Or, or, well, and, I, and I know that the media, I know the media will play it up and will say, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that because that's their candidate and they want to give people hope. But why is he resonating such? Well, I, you know, I'm not sure to what degree he really is resonating. I mean, he's the state has been, you know, it's a purple state. We're a swing state and, you know, and, and we're very coveted in many elections. But the more most recently, the state went for Biden or so we're told, 
in the last election. And it's right. We're told that <laughs> a little bit. Uh, this is one of the states where, you know, the vote was contested and a lot of people felt there were many improprieties, but that's another subject. But um, yeah, you know, there are a lot of Democrats in the state, you know, especially in Western Pennsylvania and Philly. And um, I think he's just, you know, managing to convince people. I mean, I think some people like his story. I mean, there was, he was kind of, and forgive me, I don't remember the details, but he he got elected mayor of Braddock, this small city around here, around Pittsburgh. And he, you know, he was a real character. He's like six foot seven inches tall and he was doing some quirky things. And He was wearing a hoodie and uh, yeah, I, I read about that. He was wearing a hoodie. He would go to these abandoned... <laughs> Right, he was living in some abandoned building, and Andrew just said that he was the lieutenant governor. Okay. Lieutenant governor. He currently so, is. Oh, he is. okay. Sorry. How are these wacky people? Seriously, how are these wacky people getting into political office? Look at AOC. She's on the cover of GQ magazine. I no longer subscribe to GQ magazine. I stopped buying GQ magazine years ago when I saw that it was going left with a lot of their crazy articles. But how in the heck are all these crazy people on the Hill? And I, I, well, I know, I know one reason why. It is the same reason why education, they've taken over education because a lot of folks on the right have decided just to give it up. We don't need that, we're gonna look at something else. And then we wake up and we realize we've lost so much ground to these radicals and their crazy agendas and what they're pushing. As I said during the second block, there is no reason why any Republican candidate should be trailing or races should be so close. They should be out front by a huge margin. But of course, the liberal media will attack them viciously. We have an active uh, an activist media, and I hope people realize this, because whenever they report on anything that the right is doing, it's always negative, not anything positive, unless the right is behaving like Bill Barr and attacking Trump. Oh, then they will love him. Oh, we love this person. Look at what he's done. And he said this, he said that. They will love that person. But the moment they start to stand up on principle, they will attack them. And I know a lot of people are looking at CNN and they're saying, oh, CNN, maybe they're going to become a news, a right news organization. Don't bet on it. Don't hold your breath. They're still part of the swamp until they get rid of everyone, including their HR department. They are no good at all. And that is a reason why you have this continuous, these continued attacks on anyone from the right. It's hard. I, I have to admit, it would be hard to run a campaign. Because no matter what you do, they're going to attack you viciously. Look at what they did to Trump. They loved Trump. Rappers loved Trump. But the moment he started to run, the onslaught of attacks were unbelievable. And then when you have people on the right who are also attacking, it's like, what are you supposed to do? I mean, and I sat this, I think, the beginning of the year when people were saying, oh, Republicans, they're going to be a shoe in. And Andrew and I, we spoke about this on numerous shows. We said, don't be so certain about that. Because that's a long way off in between now and then. 
Democrats are going to do everything they can to win the race. And look at what they're doing. Oh, they're going to try to do another shutdown. They want mail-in ballots. They want to disqualify this. They want to disqualify that. They want all these different rulings. They want to win this race, and they don't want Republicans. Therefore, they want to say that Republicans are white supremacists. Never mind you that there are Hispanics that are running under the Republican banner and that there are blacks running. The media will not talk about them. They won't say anything about them. They won't say, oh, this is a first. Oh, look at this. Mm-hmm. Winsome Sears. How many times have they said something positive about Winsome Sears? They won't even acknowledge her. Oh, she doesn't exist. We don't want Black women to know that she's a Republican, so she doesn't exist. But Kamala Harris, who's a walking, talking idiot? Oh, look, she's a first and she's a this. Are you serious? Oh, we Again, know. your life depends on it. Get out there and vote. Go ahead, Heather. I was going to say the only thing I can think of, the only real issue they have, and we've talked about this, is the abortion issue, you know, and without getting into all, listen, I, you know, I have sympathy for the pro-life perspective, and I do believe that, you know, some regulations may be appropriate personally, even though I am pro-choice and all that. But I think just from a strategic standpoint, um, I do think that that is something that will be a blow to the conservative side. I'm not saying the Supreme Court ruled incorrectly from an ethical or legal standpoint, but I think, you know, it just shows that the court is not political in the sense that I don't think they, you know, did it to influence an election. But I do think that women are going to come out in big numbers. And I think that that could stop there from being a red wave um, in these midterms. Well, yeah. And I, and I, and what I would counter by saying is that these same women who want to be able to have an abortion, well, you also want to be able to live and the way things are going right now with the criminal element, you won't be able to live because you will more than likely meet your fate at the hands of a knife or a gun, or you will be raped or your, and your family impacted. So just think about that while you're going to the polls and say, oh, well, I want my right to be able to choose because they sent it back to the states. That's all the Supreme Court did. So Republicans need to be able to explain that they sent it back to the states so that you women can decide. But you won't have to worry about deciding if you vote blue, because what will happen is that the continuous wave of criminal element will meet you, will come to your bedroom, will come knocking at your front door and will take your life, your daughter's life, your sister's life, your mom's life, or someone near and dear to you. Yeah, I'm trying to scare you because I want you to wake up and realize that voting has consequences. And And right now, it's very dangerous to vote the wrong way. Go ahead, Heather. And even if you're not, I mean, let's face it, the majority of people aren't going to be violently raped and murdered. But, you know, even if you are, it's it's unacceptable. And what about the rest of us, I mean, who are going to have to alter our decisions and choices? You talk about choice. What about the choice to walk at night or to go running early in the morning if you want to and to feel safe and secure? You know, you're right, Rob. I mean, it's it's it's. It, you know, I mean, it's number one for the sake of those the, that minority of, of women who will be victims of violent crime. That's the worst by far. But all of us, it's true. All of us women, you know, our choices, you, you talk about choice and empowerment. 
if you have to be scared walking down the streets of your city, you know, and, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot because I think that a lot of consciousness has been raised and I understand the need for it to have been raised, you know, black men, for instance, and I can say this, Rob, because, you know, you and I are good friends. I'm glad we can talk about everything. I mean, I, in the wake of what happened to George Floyd, I, I, you know, I opened my eyes and I can understand I think not that I can ever really know, you know, what it's like to feel like a black man on the street, you know, any more than, you know, you could understand exactly what it feels like to be a little white woman. I mean, we're in different packages, right? But we can have empathy for each other. And I can understand, you know, people, Americans should not have to feel afraid to walk down the street. We don't live in a police state. They shouldn't have to be afraid that if they're wearing a hoodie or they walk in a certain neighborhood, they're going to be thrown to the ground and beaten. You know, but I think similarly, you know, we people need to have some empathy for women and understand that we shouldn't have to feel afraid either. We shouldn't have to, you know, be constantly looking over our shoulders and not be able to go running in the morning and not be able to take a walk at night in the evening in our neighborhood or in any neighborhood because the police won't do anything. And in and we've created a climate where violent criminals feel empowered, you know, I mean, I think we all need to have more empathy for each other and, and craft policies with that in mind that we're, you know, we're, we, we want to, yes, we don't, we don't want to live in a police state, but, you know, you can't go so far to the other extreme that people, especially the more vulnerable who are the smaller people, women, you know, the more physically vulnerable. You can't have a situation where every day we have to walk around afraid. And I think you make a great point, you know, that what about that? What about all the choices that we are not as able to freely make now? Because, you know, when we're in a city like New York, we can't feel as free to take the subway because uh, a violent mentally ill person might be more likely to be running around down there and push us in front of a train. We can't feel as free to make a choice to run in the morning because, you know, the Democrats have created a climate where, you know, violent criminals feel empowered, you know? So I think that, you know, what you talk about is, is a great point, you know, choice means a lot of different things and it's more than just the choice to get an abortion. Thank you so much, Heather Robinson, for joining us. And uh, very well said, the choice is clear in November and beyond. If you want to live in a safe community, vote Republican. If you want to keep more of your money uh, through uh, cheaper gasoline, cheaper groceries, cheaper cars, uh, you'll vote Republican. If you don't like this uh, green agenda and you don't want to be driving an electric car um, that costs $70,000 to get um, two hours worth of driving out of it before you have to charge it again, you will vote Republican. And uh, just the crime, if you want to put these criminals in jail where they belong, you will vote Republican in November. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or go to AmericaOutloud.com. We'll see you next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.